from CNN Business, so you know it's reliable. Okay, okay. Quote, too much, unquote. Burger King's new offering in Thailand has no meat and 20 slices of cheese. Mm. I saw this. <laughs> There's a fucking sesame seed bun with a fuck ton of cheese on it, dude. Can you believe, like, who the fuck would order that? Um, Nobody I know, I don't think. I don't like cheese that much. I mean, especially just, like, fucking Craft shitty singles. American. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like... And it's not like a grilled cheese where it's, like, pressed, you know? It's just a literal fucking bun with 20 pieces of cheese on it. Um, There's no heat. <laughs> well, it looks like at some point there is because some of the cheese looks melted. Oh, God. I think it just, just melts from the weight and the room temperature, like... Oh, Because it's just... it's just, It looks like Kraft Singles. Dude, this fucking picture is disturbing. Um... It's uh three dollars. That's overpriced. Yeah. Yeah, that's really gross. The picture I saw, like all the cheese smashed together, just looked like a block of Velveeta or something. Yeah, but not that good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Tragic. Calls it a real cheeseburger. It's in Thailand? Yeah. What the fuck's going on over there? I mean, they have such good fucking food in Thailand, dude. Do they really? I mean, Thai food. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, but is our is Thai food in America Thai food in Thailand like Chinese food? I mean, it, it's pro- there's probably some of that, but I mean the influence is still true. You know, mm-hmm. like some of that. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much of it is like traditional, but still, like you have to think it's like you know, it's at least like loosely based. You know, but man, if I can go into a Burger King and order it. Big ass cheeseburger. We could probably just do that. We'd do that here, like custom one. Yeah. Can I get a cheeseburger with twelve slices of cheese <laughs> and no beef? They would do it. Yeah, they would. It's like that uh, old ass Domino's meme, the nun pizza mm-hmm. with left beef. Like just some whack ass <laughs> fucking customizations, dude. Now, didn't you get that? Didn't you get a pizza like that? No, no, no. No, you said you told the story a while back where you forgot to get oh, cheese yes, on your pizza. Yes, yeah, I did. And it was just sauce yeah, or something? Fucked up, man. That's sort of similar. The more I think about that, it's like, if I order a pizza, you got to assume I want cheese on it. <laughs> but I guess that's unfair. Cheese, please. 20 slices. Good Fridays. 39. 39 slices. Oh, 39 slices of cheese. Minka Fitzpatrick. Willie Parker. Who else? Um, Steven Jackson. Was Eric Dickerson 39 too? Mm, was he 29? He was 29. 29. Steven Jackson was 39, I think. Okay. Shout out Randy Jackson. That's my dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad wears fucking Randy Jackson's like glasses. Like brand really? Glasses, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's kind of fire. I wonder if he's still, he's still alive, right? Randy Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Unless he, like, died, like, tragically, I feel like he must still be alive. Did you ever watch iCarly? Yeah. I think it was iCarly. I don't know if it was a principal or a teacher, but there was one episode where the gang was, like, in their teacher or principal's house, and she had, like, an obsession with Randy Jackson. She had, like, a a cardboard cutout and everything. Yes, dude. And, like, a whole uh, shrine. Yes. Holy shit. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I don't know what the fucking context of that is, but I remember what you're talking about. Wild. What the fuck? Shows like that just bizarre. I mean, also, like, the the fucking premises and shit that they cover is so out there and bizarre. But then as you learn more about, like, fucking... um, 
I'm drawing a blank on the dude's name that made all those shows. Dan Schneider. Yeah, like that shit is so fucked. He's like such a fucked up individual, and it just makes that whole show seem like just even like a. It's like a darker level of like obscenity because it's so weird and shit. But also, the guy who is making it is like an actual fucked up person. So like, you know, it makes all that weird shit just seem like I don't know a little bit darker. No, like he's one of those guys where you if like the if I Google him right now and I look at a picture of him, that kind of stuff doesn't really surprise me. How yeah, weird is yeah. that? Yeah, he's a fucked up looking guy, man. Ah, oh, dude. And yeah, he was so fucked up and like, it's just like a known thing, but he created all these fucking shows that like, just, they held up, you know, like people still watch that shit. Um, it's got, it's for the nostalgia though, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, some of the jokes, like maybe not, I mean, iCarly is more just like nostalgia slash like cringy, but like Drake and Josh, dude, like some of that shit yeah. still plays. Yeah. Have you heard of, um, I, I heard of this thing recently and it had something to do with they were talking about like antagonists or people who are like evil yeah they have distinguished distinguishing face features that sort of make you think that there's something off about them or there's something evil within them like in in cinema or like in like media or like just in general like real life oh well but i guess that's not necessarily true because when you think about like uh ted bundy pause he was like a he was like a heart <laughs> throbber right yeah yeah and yeah that's and like he was a, a pretty terrible person that's a pretty common one of those yeah and i mean that's that's a little weird to say because like the crossover is there but there's also like millions of like fucked up looking people that are like the nicest people you know what i mean yeah like, that's true too like obviously everyone who's done a shitty thing that you've seen a picture of like you can kind of scrutinize that but there's also plenty of like good looking people that do bad shit you know yeah I, I heard the name there's a there's a word for it but I can't seem to grasp it now I wish I wrote it down but it was something I hadn't heard of before but I found it to be an interesting theory yeah I mean there's definitely some truth to that but I think it's kind of just a I don't know like once you see a picture and you know like this person has killed five people like you they automatically become uglier I think mm, so you know, it's like, almost like it's a mental bias. thing like Whereas if you just showed someone a picture, sometimes it's still true that you're like, that person looks like a serial killer. But sometimes it's just like, okay, this you're just showing me a photo of a random ass person. And then once you find out the content of their character, then you sort of make your... It makes them a little uglier, right? I mean, that's true for anything. Whether like, it's a conscious thing or subconscious. Yeah, thing. yeah. Or it's like, yeah, anything. Like people who have wronged you, like on a very small level still, like you probably don't like think of them as good looking as someone who's nice to you hmm. or if you're just an asshole to people people are going to generally like think of you as not but i mean again it's not everyone like yeah. there's plenty of people that are like yeah they're super good looking but they're evil. a total dick or evil you know but yeah i don't know how much i buy into that one i got scammed the other day scammed yeah for what i gave this dude like three dollars a homeless guy? I don't think he was homeless. Wait, what? Why do you think he got scammed? Do you see him? Like, I think he a, was just trying to take money. Okay, but but why? I'm sitting in the truck. Sierra comes out of Ulta. I'm still sitting in the truck. She jumps in the truck. Start up the truck, getting ready to leave. Mm -hmm. This dude sees us. 
And I see him walk to the parking lot. Walks over. Sierra said she wishes I would have just drove away, but I just sat there. He yeah. came over, rolled the window down like a few inches. Right. Dude's like, hey, me and my wife, we're trying to get to Manassas. We ran out of gas and we're in Warrington, right? So Manassas is maybe like 15, maybe less than 15 miles away. Okay. Probably like 10 miles away or something. So I pull out my wallet. Um, and I was like, all right, I got a few ones. Gave him a couple ones. Gave him three ones. But I had a hundo on the backside. Brag. And I think he's, I don't know if he saw it or not. But like I said, I only had the window down. Right. So much. Um, so after I give him my money, I'm like, there you go, buddy. Good luck. Then he tries to say something to Sierra. He's like, what about you, honey? And I'm like, ah, that ain't oh, happening, chief. Damn. Dude. I said, no. I said, no, sir. Go ahead. Go on. Roll the window up and we're out of there. Yeah. But I just felt, I was like, ah. And I watch him go do it to like four or five more cars. I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah. I mean, it's tough, right? Because it's like such a moral dilemma because you're in this situation where you're like, okay, yeah, I can help. Like, oh, yeah, I should help this other human out. I'm a good person, you know. And then you have that immediate sense of regret because there is like that. You don't know like what any of that was about. Like it could have been about. He could have been being legit or it could have just been about fucking cigarettes or something, yeah. you know, or he didn't need the money at all. Like, he's just an asshole. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you can't beat yourself up too much about that. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things like, you know, uh, it beat me up for like a good two hours. Yeah. I was thinking that, about it. it. It's tough. Um, and initially I thought because there's an ABC store right there. I was... I anticipated him just walking, walking straight to the, the store, store, getting a handle or a fifth. My or thing is, dude, there. like, I, if they're gonna like, if you're a homeless person, and you're gonna do it, like, just don't lie to me. Be like, hey man, can That's I have some money thing. for some beer? I'd That's be like, yes, thing. dude. Like, beer is a fucking American right. <laughs> like, don't fucking lie to me about this shit. Just say if you want money for beer, just say it. I might give you a couple bucks for beer. Um, I just don't. I don't know how people lie so easily like that. Like, what is what's wrong with you? And I guess it's it stems from why they're homeless in the first place. If he was truly homeless, but just the more I thought about it after the fact, I'm like, hmm, where's his wife at? If he has a car and he ran out of gas, why where's is he? Car? Why is it? Why are his teeth all messed up? Like, I'm I'm thinking about all these things. I should have just realized off the bat and sh- should have just left him in the dust. But like, it just makes me more hesitant to do it the next time, and it stinks because next time it could be somebody who really might be ne- in need of something, you know. Yeah, and that's what that's the fucked up part is it kind of fucks it up for everybody. Um, yeah, I, it's like giving money to homeless people is tough. And like, I think we've talked about it before, but it's just I feel like it's so much better to just like give them food if they're hungry. But then when they're talking about gas money, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you actually cannot do anything to help me except for give me money, which is like could just be like a you know putting one step ahead of saying like he like saying like oh i'm hungry like i need you to buy me mcdonald's and you're like well i'll just go buy you mcdonald's and they're like no 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 no, no. like i want to buy it. it's like i know you're fucking lying right now but right. gas makes it tougher to think that way because you're like okay well i actually can't really do anything but give you money i mean go fill up a fucking <laughs> gallon gas of gas jug. yeah but then it's like you're he knows you're not fucking doing that right yeah not cool and it's like I guess it was a little naive of me it's just I'm not 
I'm not used to seeing that like homeless like people begging for money near where I live or where oh, I grew true. up because yeah. it is on the outskirts of my hometown and and yeah. to the because I'm in a rural area so I go to these smaller town city areas to grocery shop and stuff and when I was growing up I never saw it and right. now it's now I see it all the time Gainesville yeah. people standing at the red lights Warrington people standing at the red lights like I never saw it as a kid and now it's it's like that urban sprawl people are just I don't know and then even close to my office in the morning in Gainesville like I'm pulling in at 6.30 and there's already somebody standing out at the light at 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, yeah. you've got that much determination to get up early to stand at the light. Why can't you go fill out a job application to make, go somewhere we can make 30 grand a year or 25 grand a year. Like, yeah, go make something of yourself. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's... um, And I get it. If you don't have a home, I could see how that could put you in a little bit of a predicament because if you can't, you don't have access to showers and things like that, but... I don't know. And it's easy for me to say because I've never been in that position. Yeah. But it just, to I me. I mean, there are times when life can just fucking spit you out, you mm-hmm. know? And that, like, can lead you to needing to, like, fucking beg for money. But um, there is, like, part of that is true of, like, um, determination and stuff. Like, same per- same time every morning. Like, that essentially is a job at that point. Um, but... I don't know. It's like you don't know how many of them have like a criminal history that can't be like people are like hesitant. Even like fucking McDonald's is hesitant. You know what I mean? Um, It's like you said, like you don't know the whole situation, which is hard. But um, yeah, I mean, there seems there's just there seems to be like there has to be a better way we like as a fucking country can like handle this problem than just kind of like always being put in this moral dilemma of like, should I give this person money or not? Like I have no clue if I'm being lied to right now or not. Um, and what causes it? Because like I said, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. Unless we were in like DC, like unless we were in a city, city, city. Well, I mean, populations of places grow like that, especially where you are because you're just getting, it's just more and more people coming a little bit south from D.C., you know, mm-hmm. uh, to keep working their way down because they can't afford to live in D.C. or can't afford to have the life they want in, in D.C. or in Fairfax or whatever, Tyson's Fairfax, all the way down. But, so I think that's just like general population growth. Like, um, the closer you are to like a big city like what used to be like suburbs, suburbs, suburbs are now kind of just like the suburbs of like a big, you know, cause like the population just grows out of control. Um, so I think that probably plays a part, but, and I, I experienced it in Culpeper growing up. Oh really? Yeah. A couple of times. I mean, not a lot, but, yeah. um, yeah, definitely like people waiting at lights and, um, one time somebody like asked me for a ride, which I, <laughs> I obviously was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Man. Right. I can't fucking give you a ride. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that's probably plays a part. And also just, I don't know. Might be just something you notice more as you get older, but uh, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Hmm. So LeBron just announced he's returning for his twenty first season in the NBA. Uh, I didn't know it was up for 
I didn't know like he was. <laughs> I just kind of assumed he definitely was. Um, I thought the same thing. I saw a headline saying LeBron because I get maybe after this season he made a comment about he was thinking about his future, not hinting, mm-hmm. probably not hinting at retiring like that off. Just saying something. Yeah, like his, you know, few years left, maybe four or five years left, probably less than five years. I mean, twenty one years. He probably wants to play with his kid, right? And that's, and that's well, he's got to be closing in on that shit. That's why, to me, it was sort of a no-brainer. Like, when I saw the headline, I'm like, of course he's still going to be playing because Bronny's not in the league yet. Yeah. He's got his, he's coming up on his freshman year at USC. Um, And then after that... He'll likely be one and done, I would likely. think. Likely. I mean, he'll... I doubt he's going to be... Unless he, like, blows in college, but I can't imagine right, that's going to happen. Or gets hurt or something. But even then, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Fucking LeBron is so corny, dude. <laughs> Like some of the shit that man does is so fucking corny. Like, you know, like he's made comments before about whatever his future, just so that he could have this moment where he's like, "I've decided to come back." It's like no shit, dumbass. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't surprise me a ton. Well, he he announced it as he was uh, accepting the award for at the ESPYS. For the best record-breaking performance of this past year. What did he do? He broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. Oh, that's right. I knew that. I did know that. So, and he had his whole family out on the stage with him and everything. But, um, like I said, it doesn't really surprise me because Bronny's coming up his first year at USC. One and done, I'm assuming. Because after one year, you're eligible. Um, do you know who's had the longest NBA career? No. I assume it's someone obscure. Vince Carter. Really? Yeah. That's not that is not obscure. Twenty two seasons. Oh uh, well LeBron's gonna break that too. He wants yeah. to, he's gonna want to break that he's too. He's probably so. gonna play for twenty five. Yeah, I mean he's still fucking playing at a high level, which is so crazy, but um Yeah, man, the fucking ESPYs were like last night, right? I think so last it's like, night. That is like one of the most fucking forgettable. Like also award shows in general, I feel like are becoming so forgettable. Mm-hmm. At least to me, like it literally has become like I turn on the TV to like put something else on, and I'm just like, oh, the ESPYs are tonight, or like, oh, the Grammys are tonight, or like, oh, the fucking Oscars. You know, like I feel like that shit. All that shit used to be a bigger deal, but maybe it's just the trajectory my life is taking. That's why you need Will Smith to go up on stage and slap Chris Rock to true boost everything. True. I heard there's some kind of strike going on in Hollywood right now. I don't know if it's actor. Rider strike. Rider strike. Mm -hmm. Because I heard with the, um, and maybe it was the same for the ESPYs, I'm not sure. But I know that the BET Awards were a couple weekends ago, and that was the first time they didn't have a host for the award show. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. And it was. Does that have something to do with the strike? Dude, is that still going on? I guess. You just said that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, the fucking writer's strike, like. This happened once before in like the early 2000s mm. or maybe like 2000, like let's just say before 2010. And um, it affected like a couple, like a few like major shows, you know, um, one in particular, Breaking Bad. Oh, fucking Hank and Jesse were both supposed to be dead at the end of the first season, but they didn't, they like they needed them to like fill in for that was like part of the writer's strike was that decision to like keep them going and keep their storylines going which actually worked out in favor of the show in my opinion but um in the office too there's an episode in 
I don't know what season it is, but it's all callbacks. There's no, like, all, every joke in the episode is, like, a callback to mm. something else, you know? Like, it's, like, a almost a best of because they couldn't write. I didn't know that. New material. Um, those Bre- are the two that come to mind. I'm sure there were others, but... Um, the Breaking Bad one's interesting because they became such notable characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I it helped the show. Like, right. It was a good thing, ultimately. Like, yeah, the both of them were supposed to be done after season one. And, um, yeah, the story was just going to... I mean, if you think about the way that story progresses, like, without those two characters, like, it's so different, you know? Yeah, our... Um our U.S. men's dropped a dropped a game to Panama last night. U.S. men's what? Oh, soccer. Soccer. Yeah, we were just talking them up a couple of weeks ago, and we're in uh, some like like silly tournament, aren't we? Gold Cup. Yeah. Um, lost to Panama in the PK shootout. It was one to one going into it. And we lost five four. Did you watch it? Mm-mm. Read up on it a little bit today. I didn't know it was on last night, to be honest with you. Yeah, I guess I should, like, start being more excited about U.S. soccer because, like, the World Cup is coming back here, right? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, and I was reading it's... Yeah, maybe I should. Sorry, go ahead. Based on, like, the loss last night and our performance in this tournament, it's not necessarily a net negative. Because, mm-hmm. I, as we were talking about before, we do have a, a good bit of young players. And from what I was reading, it's a few players' first time seeing international level play right so get, getting some of the green players a little less green um getting some more playing time things like that but didn't we hire our coach back that we fired that's what i heard the coach that we had was our coach for the world cup we mm. fired him and then just brought him back recently brought him right back huh yeah just like kind of a slap on the wrist you know what do you get fired for i don't know not losing winning. yeah i don't <laughs> i don't know um uh, it was like kind of a I remember it kind of being a weird thing like people were pretty upset because like obviously we were like actually kind of good you know um, but yeah I think I'm pretty sure that all happened but I could be making all of this up do you remember hearing a story about this um, this like medical doctor or sports physician or something like that his name's Larry Nassar or Nassar yeah, what, what's the what's the? I'll show you a photo of him. I don't know. I remember hearing about him in the news back when we were younger. Does okay. he look familiar to you? No, I mean that name sounds familiar though. Anyways, he was stabbed a bunch of times in the neck in what prison. Oh, what was he in weekend. prison for? Uh, well, he's a child molester and rapist. Okay, okay. So that's okay. that. Oh yeah. So when you asked, yes, what's the, yeah, yeah yes. okay. that's that. Okay, yeah. So that's what he got in trouble for. So he's in prison for that, and apparently they had tennis on in the jail or something and he mm-hmm. made a, he made a comment that made a co-inmate or whatever damn didn't really like it how he was talking about i don't know if it was women's tennis or men's tennis or what it was but i think he made a comment that was pretty off-putting and they fucking killed him i don't i don't know if he's dead you say he has stabs in the neck yeah then he's gotta be dead <laughs> multiple times yeah it doesn't say if he's dead or not uh Stabbed in prison after comment he made. Dude, I mean. I'm saying he's stabbed six times in the chest and twice each in neck and back. Oh. Florida prison. I mean, he he fucking had it coming, dude. I mean, like, people in prison do not fucking like 
child molesters the same way we don't like child, like or you know or yeah not cool. rapists or any like that's the same fucking thing in in or out like um said he made a lewd comment while they were watching a Wimbledon tennis match oh my god that is so fucking crazy um we've been watching the show 60 days in Oh yeah. Uh do you have you seen that show? I watched before? that over uh the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, that that's like not inmate behavior, I guess. <laughs> not good inmate behavior to say some dumb shit like that. Well, it doesn't seem like he's dead, so well, not rest in peace. Pro- probably not in great condition health-wise, but God, uh, dude, six times and then twice in the neck, dude. I can't believe he's alive. Where do you get your sports news from? Uh, I listen to um, part of my take, the okay. Barstool podcast. It's my um, like last fucking like uh, flickering light in the sports world. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch like the teams I like, but mm-hmm. as far as like trying to keep up with shit, that's the only way. Because um, I've been listening to it since college, and I just think they're fucking. I think some of the shit they say is so funny still. So I'm like. Some of it I don't love because it's a little like bar stool humor, you mm-hmm. know. Like it is definitely like I'm getting to be like the higher end of the target audience the as far as age wise goes. Um, so some of it, but I mean that being said, the the hosts are also getting older. So like it's more like the people around them are still, and some of the jokes are a little like I probably liked it more when I was in college than now, but. Uh, overall, I still really like it. And also, they're just really fucking good at their jobs as far as, like, interviewing guests and stuff. Um, but, yeah, that that's where I get all my sports news from. Um, New York Times is pulling the plug on their their sports writers. Did you really? see that? Yeah. They fire all their sports writers? Well, they're not firing them. Oh, they're um, just pulling, like, that section is just not going to be there They're anymore. getting rid of that that desk. Well, they got to they gotta, uh, focus on spreading misinformation <laughs> so they, they don't want to report on waste any time reporting on sports well it's a, it's a 35 member squad damn who was reporting on the news and uh last year they actually bought the atlantic or the athletic not the, the athletic yeah, yeah yeah for oh for, that makes sense for 550 million last year so i heard the athletic has some cool shit i've never i've never read anything from there they post about like 150 articles a day too damn so and i think the reasoning behind it um, one of the quotes I saw, the CEO was talking about how the people who were recently working on like the the game, uh, posting the stats from last night's games, now they're able to focus more on the investigative or journalistic side of it. You know. Oh, that's cool. So the oh, so they're just gonna start working for the Athletic. Well, not necessarily because the Athletic is owned by the New York Times. They're still gonna be under the the former sports news guys are going to be under the New York Times still, but they're going to be focusing more on the business culture and power structure of sports through uh, reporting and investigations. Okay. So I guess it it allows them to focus more on substantial information versus just reiterating what you see on SportsCenter. You Which know? is a good thing because I feel like, plus anybody who fucking cares about sports like has an app like, you know, that tells them all the fucking scores. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do have, like, Yahoo Sports, um, which I'll check in, like, football season and stuff. You can see all the scores. Like, I don't need to fucking read that in the newspaper. Mm. Um, that's kind of cool. I mean, attacking anything from a different angle to try to 
look at it in a different way is probably a smart idea, especially sports, because some of that shit can get beat to death, some of, like, the major headlines. Yeah, seriously. But I, I, I thought that was interesting, and I didn't know they bought The Athletic last year, but I I see that page all the time, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's, at least on it's popular. Yeah, it's super popular. But um, Speaking of Twitter, Threads. Ooh, what do you think? Um, Threads. <laughs> there's a... There's a fucking really good clip from. Have you seen the Social Network, the movie with Jesse Eisenberg about Facebook? Yeah. There's this really fucking good clip where his partner, who started the website with him, uh, comes into like these other two investors, and he's like, they're like, he's like, hey guys, guys, and they're just like ignoring him. They're fucking rowing like a boat, like practicing, and they're just like kind of blowing him off, like just come back later. And he's like, Mark Zuckerberg just stole our website. <laughs> but and it was like captioned like Elon to the last Twitter employees, <laughs> like guys, guys, guys. But um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been on it. Uh, it it freaks me out a lot. I'm not a huge fan of it because we're like really closing in on a fucking social media monopoly, which is absolutely fucking terrifying. That one fucking company is about to could potentially be running all of that shit. Like, um. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they have the fucking, they have Facebook for that demographic. They have Instagram. They have Instagram Reels, which can eventually overtake TikTok. I know it's not there now. Like, TikTok still is, like, maybe quicker to get on trends and stuff. Um, And they have threads, which could overtake Twitter. So they could potentially have a content creation and fucking social media just empire that is all run by the same company, which feels like, you know, that feels dangerous. Like, it, it feels like we could, like, because things can be happening on there as long as someone has a good relationship with Facebook, like, or Meta, I guess. Um, I don't know. It just freaks me out. Like, I think when we first talked about it, you were like, the Twitter files would have never came out on threads. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that, you know? It's yeah. like... um and to kind of tangent off into the Twitter files, what was so cool about that, and actually not cool, like fucking scary, was I get like the whole situation was like kind of like, okay, what like it's Hunter Biden's laptop, like whatever. But the point of that is, is that the fucking government and like the FBI and shit is just like watching over social media. Um and like now I just feel like when everything is under one roof, all they have to do is be like cool with that roof. Mm. And then that's it. Like what what we get is like what they want us to get. Um, and that's scary. And fucking uh, that website factcheck.com, which was like kind of a thing for a while. I feel like people don't use that anymore. That's Facebook too. But it's like just all the shit, like how far away from me was like every single piece of information we, we get has just been given to us through Facebook. Which, and every bit of entertainment we get online is given to us through Facebook, which like, what does that make Facebook, you know? Like they're like the fucking, like they're like a government body of entertainment in the country, which is just scary to think about. Their reach is massive. Right. Um, I think initially... I think a lot of people were quick to, maybe, and I could be wrong, I think a lot of people were quick to jump on threads when it came out, and I know I had said this to you before, but I think it is, I've just seen people talk about how fun it is, 
Like it's, it's like a playground almost. It's not, it's not, um, it's not a, it's not a place for town hall discussions like mm-hmm. Elon is trying to make Twitter. Um, but one thing that makes me think why people think it's so much fun is when you first sign up, because I, I transferred or I made one for Good Fridays just so we could put our, whenever we have our good radio out and new episode and stuff like that. Um, but when you open your Threads account, it asks if you want to follow everybody on your Instagram. Yeah. So you've, if you hit follow everybody on your Instagram and then if everybody else is doing that same thing because you wanted to just transfer over, yeah, you're getting those short dopamine bursts from a new follow, a new follow, a new follow, yeah. even though it's the same people. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because and nothing's carried over. Like you could have 10,000 followers on Instagram and 3,000 on Twitter. They don't carry over like that. Right. But now you can have 10,000 followers on Instagram and... 9,000 followers on threads. Yeah. You know? And uh, another thing that's a little scary about that is like before you, like most people had, like they followed a lot of the same people on both, right? Like that's kind of common, but there were like little kind of differences in their followers that um, now like with the idea of there not being any differences, like that just puts you in the same fucking echo chamber again and again and again. Like as you're checking different apps, you're just looking at the same fucking like ideas and opinions, you know, which is scary. Like, um, and this makes it even easier to do that before it would be like, okay, well now I have to go on Twitter and follow all of these same fucking people. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm like reading too far into it. Cause like, I guess it is like, that was a good move to make it like that. Cause people like that. Like, um, if Instagram's your favorite social media app and you want to, all the people you follow on there are who you care about the most or who you care, like you care most about what they're doing as opposed to people on Twitter if you don't check it that much. So it like kind of just instantly gives you that opportunity to like follow them in a Twitter-like environment with out having to search through and rebuild an entire follower list. So following list, I guess. And I don't know, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I feel like through college I had, I had friends who I would hear them say like, or they'd post on Instagram and their caption would be make Instagram casual again. Like not just posting when you go out and different, like posting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like random shit. Yeah. Just like Instagram's initial attempt was just photos of stuff, not just showing off your life. And I feel like threads can sort of do that in a sense because you don't see everybody's photos like you do when you go to somebody's Instagram page, whereas threads, you can, it, it does sort of relate to Twitter in the sense where it's somewhere where you can just write your thoughts out there. Right. And you can just throw like today. I just threw the, the good radio graphic on there and almost ripped the same caption. It's just like, I don't know. I don't, I'm starting to think now. I think it had a lot of hype when it first came on and I don't really know what the numbers look like now in terms of how many active users are still on it from the first few days it was launched. But I did see somebody on threads today saying, is this app dead yet or something like that? Right. It might not catch on. Yeah. And with any, with any initial um, launch of an app like that, that's derived from something like Instagram that has so many people on it, there is going to be a hype around it to start. And it's, it's it's how long you can keep that train going and if you can keep users actually engaged on there, which I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure it is happening in a sense, but 
I did see Elon said something today or yesterday because he was talking about how, I guess, Zuckerberg went and hired a bunch of Elon's former software engineers right. to create threads. And Elon would like to take civil or action against them, like a lawsuit for that on the lines of uh, intellectual property, I think. But the quote I saw from him today was saying that I'm all for competition, but he's calling what Zuckerberg did. He's saying it's cheating. He said, I'm all about having another competitor because with competition, that's how you make things better. Right. He's saying he feels like shortcuts were made. Um, and threads went into development around the same time that Elon was buying Twitter, which is also kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting because, um, like the fact that it, it started at the same time is interesting because I feel like that's like almost like Facebook knowing that, um, a lot of their users are gonna kind of abandon Twitter when Elon once Elon gets a hold of it because of the way he's gonna like what changes he's gonna make. Um, people who are looking for more of like a safe space in quotes, um, and I think like that's just knowing who uses your apps, you know. And I'm not saying that's like a bad thing for those people, but I'm saying like it, it should be at least a little alarming to think like. This company is just fucking, uh, it, it's using you like pawns, you know, and it's like it knows that, okay, this dude's going to take over and this is his intention with it. Our users are not going to like that, so we're just going to make our own thing and like just gain the gain the people that way. Um, And like I said, I guess it might not catch on, but I, I don't know. A lot, like a large part of me thinks that it is going to catch on. It's a genius name. Yeah, I mean it's it's there's a lot of things about it that are genius because yeah. fucking Zuckerberg is a genius. Right. <laughs> like, that's you know that's the craziest part. It's like it's fun to make fun of him and shit, but um, yeah, they, it is genius. So is fucking Instagram. You yeah. know, like it has fucking grabbed people. Like if anyone can make a fucking social media app, it's them. Like it's that fucking company. I feel like that's pretty obvious to this point. But yeah, I don't know, man. Something about one company owning it all is, is scary. Are you going to see the the new live action Barbie movie? Um. Pause. No, I mean, I might end up seeing it, but I'm not going. Logan's going on opening night, and I'm not going. To oh, really? Attend? Yeah. Is that that soon? Yeah, a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, like oh, I think it's actually a week from when you're when everybody's listening to this. Nah, so a week from tomorrow. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably good. You know, I mean, like their fucking budget is insane, and they have good actors and actresses, and um, a director who I saw they she made um Lady Bird, which is like kind of like one of those like painfully indie movies. Mm. Um, but you know, it's like still like a it was a movie that did well and people liked. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it has a shot to be good. Probably just silly. You know, it's like a kid's movie. I think. I'm not really sure. I don't really know either. I guess, I guess it's actually kind of not, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's coming out the same day as that Atomic Bomb movie. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Is that a Disney movie? Oppenheimer? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. It's Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay. Which is the Dark Knight movies and um, Memento, and I'm sure a million others that I'm not naming right now. The... uh I drove by a movie theater the other day, and the the post the movie poster for it reminded me sort of like of The Incredibles. Really? I don't know why. Well, there was fun. something about it that reminded me of like I don't think it's like that a promo all. poster of the, of the Incredibles, <laughs> but I haven't seen like a. That's all I've seen is the movie poster of it. I'm sure uh, it's probably pretty dark. I would think, and um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean. A lot of people are like talking about those two movies at the same time, including me, I guess, just because they're coming out the same day. Right. But it's been so much so it almost feels connected, you know, like for some like weird fucking reason. Like, I guess it's literally just because it comes out the same day. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw I saw Billie Eilish. She's actually doing some writing for the soundtrack of Barbie. Yeah. There's a lot of big artists on there. Okay. That makes sense. Um, it's which I mean. You know, big budget it's probably, and it's probably a big deal. Like, n- not necessarily not a hundred percent guaranteed, but if you're a big female artist or male artist, and you like had Barbie as a kid, like this is like a dream come true. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, shout out Matt. He got duped by <laughs> a post that said that the soundtrack would feature Radiohead and Death Grips. Ah, uh, he thought <laughs> he that got, was for real. Yeah, he got duped. Shout out Matt. Shame on you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there is like, I mean, you know, any, like a lot of artists that are, uh, pretty big right now are involved in it. I saw, uh, Billy was saying that writing for that movie soundtrack brought her out of a stage of self doubt Mm. and, um, her brother is, I guess her producer. I didn't know that previously. Yeah. I knew that. They were both sort of going through a stage of writer's block and they couldn't really, I mean, I don't, I I've never really written before, which I guess I had like stories and stuff when I was in elementary school, but I know writer's block can be a, a tough thing to get past. Yeah. But um, one of the songs she was writing for, she was writing from the perspective of Margot Robbie as Barbie. Mm-hmm. And she said after she wrote the song and maybe like a week later, she was playing it all the time. Like she was listening to it a lot more and she was playing it for people. And then she started to realize that her the like her being in the self doubt mode, writing this song intentionally from the perspective of a character in the movie helped her. It's she realized after the fact that it was actually her. It was about her, you know. Oh yeah, Which yeah. Is, I found to be interesting because you intentionally wrote it for somebody else, but it ended up aligning with you too. Well, that's I think that's um, yeah, that's like a part of the like being an artist I guess like it's almost subconscious like you're putting yourself into this thing you're creating even though you're attempting to separate yourself out of it um yeah she said she felt like she was writing by herself in third person after she realized that the content of the song was sort of her life right. she was like wow kind of like an enlightened feeling but I thought that was interesting that was pretty cool yeah I, I um yeah I'm sure um Logan's gonna like it a lot and then maybe she'll go again I'll go. Tuesdays. Cheap uh, tickets oh, are yeah. half price at the Alamo on Tuesdays, which is nice. Gives me, that's why I feel like that's why I've been seeing so many more movies because it's like we're like a five minute drive from the Alamo, if that. 
and then on Tuesdays tickets are like seven dollars. So it's just like it's a no brainer. Dude, I'm waiting for the Alamo sponsor. You've been giving them so much promo. I on fucking this love the Alamo so much, dude. Like they should, they should fucking sponsor. It's like every other episode. I love the Alamo. It's like the best place ever. Yeah, picking up their happy hour, good yeah. movies, good movie deals, all that stuff. I know, man. Fucking, we had a fucking. We went and had a beer there one time when after we recorded yeah. with Sierra and Logan. So good times. Just can't the the fucking they they intertwine. Good vibes. You know, it's not good vibes. Mm. Taylor Swift getting stuff thrown at her on the way out of her show. Taylor Swift got stuff thrown at her on the way out of her show? Yeah, I think it was on the way out. Like, video, like vi- because people were mad? or I don't think so. I don't know if, it, if people pe- were upset. People or, are mentally ill. <laughs> the, she had like two or three security guards around her like trying to bat the stuff like from hitting her. God, dude. Why are people so fucking dumb? It's like it probably wasn't because people were mad. They're just like weird you know <laughs> like they're just like throwing shit for no fucking reason yeah that's fucked up man i saw a video of this uh this female rapper her name's lotto she was on stage at a festival or something and she she was, it was in the midst of her song and i guess somebody threw something and she just started like saying throw that throw that shit again throw that shit again i'm gonna come in there and f- like fight you <laughs> almost <laughs> but she stayed she was like she stayed on key with like her song yeah. and then like after 10 seconds of that she was like back to the song the song never stopped playing that's that's good so she kept her composure which was cool to see but i just feel like was it last year kid cuddy had the water bottle thrown at him uh classic i just <laughs> classic video lately it to me and maybe i'm just noticing it more but i think it's being pushed more. i think more artists are having stuff thrown at them now or maybe it's just being posted about more hmm. um there was another artist her name's bb rexa she got hit in the eye and she had to go to like Damn. to the hospital and stuff it's like why i don't understand why people do that or throw phones yeah i i fucking um have experienced that before um you somebody threw like a phone? no no so i was at a concert and somebody fucking threw their phone on stage and it like slid under like they had like steps like it's like a prop because there was like kind of a two-tiered setup and the fucking dude had to like get down and get their phone out from under the steps and i was like you're like why would you make like you're you're pausing this like beautiful fucking experience so that the lead singer can fucking get your phone so that you have like 30 seconds of like attention you know it just it feels like an attention thing like especially that because they know that somebody has to return it to them so it's like I don't know, man. If I was a fucking artist and somebody threw their phone on stage, I would just like smash that shit on the ground. <laughs> like, I, I, at least I imagine I would just like, stop it. Yeah, dude. Or kick it off it's the like, stage. Just quit being a fucking idiot. I would just, yeah, something like that. I wouldn't stop the show to get it. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Shame on you. That's uh, that's definitely them being a. That was Casey Elephant, dude. Oh, seriously? Yeah, man. Like they didn't stop mid song. Like it was like in between songs, but still, it's like, fuck that, man. Has this always been a thing though? Throwing stuff on stage? Yeah, I feel like when I was younger, the first the first taste of that I've heard is like tomatoes. Like yeah, people throwing tomatoes. I think it's kind of always been a thing as far as like booing people off stage for a poor trash. for yeah. a poor performance. Like yeah. Nickelback, I know they've gotten booed off stage before. Like or like, I mean, I'm not saying Kid Cudi's thing was a poor performance, but people were unhappy. Right. Um. But this, like, I think we're kind of entering into this like more of an era of like people just fucking wanting attention all the time and that's a way to get it you know like throwing your phone up there like 
fucking like uh, throwing shit at an artist that you like, you know, like it's like just so what? So they turn around and look at you, you know, I don't know. It's like a sense. I don't know if it's a sense of entitlement. I do think it's a little ridiculous, though. I think it's, it's just a, it's like a pick me attitude, you know, like um, I envision and I don't know this, obviously, but I envision like people throwing shit at Taylor Swift for like have their phone out and they're like throwing shit, hoping that she'll like turn around and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, now they have that on video, you know, um, or, or, or they think I've seen it like a, a Jack show before somebody's put their phone up stage and he's like taking a self like, yeah, some that, artists do do that. Yes. And so I think that's the. That's Which, what you want to happen. Yeah, that, but and like it's really cool when artists do that. But like, we need some big artists to start smashing phones yeah. to like you know negate that. Yeah, because phones at concerts in general are so fucking out of hand. It's insane. Um. Yeah, I mean that's like an old person rant, but you know I feel like we've also been down that road before. But it's just you know I feel like I'm pretty constantly reminded of it. But speaking of concerts. I have. I looked at my Ticketmaster today, and I have like a fucking nice concert lineup. Coming. Mm. Um, I just recently got tickets to Courtney Barnett at the Atlantic, in um or the Atlantis. Where's that? DC. Oh, uh, okay. It's fucking uh right next door to um the nine thirty club, but it's tiny. It's like four hundred and fifty people, dude. Mm. That's like a fucking bar, like four hundred people, and um. Yeah, I just got those yesterday, tickets to that. But I was looking, and I have Maggie Rogers coming up, um, Arctic Monkeys, and then that show, which is like three of the artists I listen to more than anyone right now. So I'm definitely uh, pretty fucking excited moving forward for concerts. Yeah, that sounds similar to the size venue that we saw Jack in, or the time you saw the first time oh, you saw yeah, Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like, like that. that. and. So intimate, you know? Yeah, that's pretty and cool. I'm so fucking excited. Like, she's literally one of my favorite artists. And I've only seen her at... I saw her at the 930 Club, which was a fucking amazing show. And that's a pretty intimate venue. And then I saw her outside at Browns Island in Richmond, which was also... Like, both times were amazing. But this, I like, the idea of just being in a room and it's, like, essentially just, like, you and her. I'm so excited, dude. 450 people. It's, like, half the size of the Jefferson in Charlottesville. Yeah, I can... Now that I know what she looks like, I never knew what she looked like. And then you sent me the video of her covering black skinhead. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was pretty cool. Which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> that was something I didn't know I'd ever see, but that was the first time I'd actually seen her play a song before. Yeah. So now I can put a face to the to the music I'm yeah. hearing on good radio. Yeah. Shout out. But uh Yeah, I'm I'm excited for you, dude. That that should be a fun show. Yeah. That's so that's all like so I just like I went to her Spotify page because I was like I was just having like one of those you know, thoughts of like, what album is that song on? So I go and then I see she dropped three new songs. They're all instrumental, like really like ambient, kind of weird. And I'm like, what the fuck is like, what is, <laughs> what is this? So I Google it and it turns out she's putting out an all instrumental album. Hmm. And then it said like very limited U.S. tour. So I was like, oh shit, like, my, my initial thought is like, oh, probably like New York, L.A. Like, I'm not going to get a chance. D.C. show. And then found the fucking pre-sale <laughs> link, which was kind of a battle to find. And then the pre-sale rolls around and I never get a code. Like, 
no one sends me a code. So I fucking just like go onto her subreddit and like somebody just commented like, hey, I just guessed the code. It's this. And I just fucking put it in, secured the tickets. But it was like all stemmed from, I wouldn't have known about any of this because I would have missed out this whole thing except I was like, huh, like what album is that this random ass song on? Which was pretty cool. Took me down a good rabbit hole. Divine synchronicity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that. I read something uh, today about the uh, the revenue of the music industry this past year and how, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, emerging platforms, how much, what percentage they're contributing to the revenue of the music industry today. Okay. So out of the, out of the emerging... Um, the emerging platforms, things like TikTok, Instagram Reels, okay. U- YouTube, shorts. YouTube Shorts, um, video games, podcast, Facebook, and like Peloton or something like that. Okay. And um, they accounted for six percent of the total revenue of the music industry from 2022. It's pretty interesting. And. Uh, Within these emerging platforms, I'll give you Instagram Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Peloton. Which do you think was the lowest out of those four? The lowest? The YouTube lowest. Shorts. So YouTube Shorts came in at 8%. Instagram Reels came in at 5%. Whoa, YouTube Shorts was number one? No. Oh. Wait, wait, let me keep guessing. Okay. Let me rank them. Well, okay. now I guess I kind of know two of them. Well, you've got Shorts, Reels, TikTok... And Peloton. You know, shorts is 8%, but you don't know where that ranks. Yeah, and I know reels is 5%, so yeah. obviously. I guess TikTok is one, and Peloton is the last one. Where do you think they rank, though? Like, you think Peloton's in last place and TikTok's yeah. in first place? Yeah. So TikTok was 14%. Peloton, 17%. Oh, no way. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Damn, dude. Although it makes sense, because, like... There's so many people on Peloton. And, well, you, I, I think you're more paying attention to the, you, you have a higher chance of paying attention to the music because you're just working out as opposed to watching something. Right? Because, like, hearing, a, I mean, there's a, there's quite a few pages on, uh, let's just group those as uh, short videos. Mm-hmm. There's uh, quite a few profiles that are just showing music on there, but there's also, like, a lot that you just hear a song in the background of a video which some people might like jump on to, but some people might not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's interesting though. Facebook was the highest at like 23%, but that what surprised me was the, the Peloton over TikTok. And maybe it's because on Peloton you're getting the full song. Whereas yeah. TikToks, you're just getting snippets. But I just think it's interesting because from what I've heard the last two years is controversy of artists making songs just for TikTok to get viral. To get more people to listen to their music. Yeah. I never would have guessed Peloton would be one Peloton. of those high ranking platforms, emerging platforms. So yeah, it's really interesting. It's cool though. Um, but yeah, I think uh the fact, like you said, it's the whole song at the normal pace, because like hearing a snippet of a song at at sped up doesn't necessarily translate to you enjoying the song. It does for a lot of people, but like and that's why artists started fucking putting out like sped up versions of their song on their Spotify page um, because it's like they're missing out on other streams man 
Yeah, so the I found that from an article from Goldman Sachs, I believe, and they're predicting a six percent increase this year from those channels from the from the quote unquote emerging platforms. That makes sense. I um, mean, that I think that's kind of natural growth at this point. So at that rate, they would account for fourteen percent of the music Damn. industry's revenue. It just keeps building. All right, what about by 2030, their projection? What do you think it is? Oh, God. This is scary. Um, I assume this is like a pretty... Um, this is seven years away. I assume this like isn't linear. It's like moving at a <laughs> higher than linear curve. So so they um, went from 6% to, to 14%. 14. I think I would say by 2030, which is in how many years? Seven. Six, seven years. I would say... 70 47%. Oh, okay. That's still that's half. Good. Yeah, that's still half. I was I overshot it, which I'm happy about. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's a good thing it's not 70%. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to go on another rant about how terrified I am of everything. Um it's still 47%, man. It's so crazy, but you can already see it. Like you can tell when people are like you I've already been to shows where I can tell you only have heard about this band on TikTok like mm. you, you know like I've already that's already happened to me so I know like it's just going to keep happening more and more which again is not necessarily a bad thing but if you don't do the research after the fact it kind of is a bad thing as far as um concerts go as far as just like you as like having a music taste goes um you know you you have to like you have to have more than one channel to to find music. Um, like your your music taste can't just be TikTok, you know, because then you're not forming any form of originality with it. But uh, it's not a bad thing for that to expand a band's outreach and have new people like jump in and be like, okay, I really like this band. Like, where do I go from here? Um, which is a pretty common thing on like music... Uh, artist subreddits I feel like um, I feel like that's a post I see a lot on the ones I follow is like found this band where like where now you know where next um, but uh, I also feel like there's a lot of people that don't do that and that's like the downside of that because it's like and that's the downside of streaming music in general because it's like okay I found this one song I love it like never again <laughs> like I'm yeah. never going back I'm never like pivoting off of that I'm just going to wait till I hear another one on TikTok. Um, which I feel like that is why that's just going to keep going up because mm -hmm. that number of people is going to continue to grow. It's like, I'm just going to wait till the next thing I hear on TikTok that resonates with me. Um, Have you heard of Steve Lacey? Yeah. He had that song Bad Habit in 2022. Yeah. That was nominated for like four or five Grammys. Everything, yeah. Um, he was one of those artists last year. I don't know if you ever saw it, but that song he put out an album last year 35 minute runtime and there were videos trending of nobody knew any other song at his show except for that bad habit song yeah and it's like after that it's it's over it's a shame man yeah. like that's that's the scary part is like it turns like these amazing I, i'm not really a, i don't know any other steve lacy song so i'm not like but it turns bands that an artist that could be very very talented and like really pouring their thoughts and heart into projects like it turns them into one hit wonders um which i guess has kind of always been a thing because like the radio did that you mm -hmm. know um but i feel like it's even worse now because 
at some point, sometimes it's not, they're not even just a one hit wonder. They're a sped up 15 second hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I just don't want to see people fucking stop listening to full length albums and um, actually enjoying bands to hold discography, not just being like, oh, I like one. And I'm not saying that has to be everything you encounter because I have plenty of people that I'd like. I only like this song, but I like to think I at least try, you know? (laughs) Um, And if I don't, like, someday I realize it and go back and then try. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just hope we don't, like, as a society, like, completely lose that of, like, actually doing a little bit of, like, research to get into music as opposed to just letting um, whatever Mm -hmm. show you, like, what's your next song you like. I feel like artists won't ever lose that percentage of their fan base that is yeah true fans because you are always gonna you are always gonna have those people who go to the show to hear um, what's popping or go yeah to the show well, that's to hear. that's just been a thing forever right I, I, exactly. that number is growing though which is yeah. the scary part like there's right. always been like people used to fucking go see the Eagles just to hear Hotel California you know right. what I mean like that's never not been a thing right but it's um, you think it might it could be getting more prevalent? Yeah, today. I think so because we're we're feeding that because of the way we listen to music now. Mm-hmm. Before, at least it was like oh, I fucking love, like like and put it in Jack Harlow would be like it would be like back in the day like oh I fucking love what's popping like I'm gonna buy that whole album even if it's just for that song mm-hmm. like, I still at least own this whole album I have yeah. to go through to get to it. But now it's like oh I love what's popping hard save it yeah. never you're never forced to go back you right know? which sometimes i think people need a little push you know to, to do stuff like that you know who's selling right now who helen grant i don't know who that is she is the daughter of the former manager of the band led zeppelin oh she's selling all the songs the rights or her father had 20 percent mm-hmm and he divvied up 10% each to his two children, and he passed away in 95. Hmm. So she's selling it right now. How much she asking for? I uh, didn't see a price. Um, I think it just recently, like either today Probably or yesterday. Probably a lot. Probably a lot, yeah. Um, and the same article I was looking at. And I know we talked about Bieber selling his catalog a few months ago now, but um, in January of 2022, David Bowie's catalog recently sold for over uh, $250 million. 2021, Bruce Springsteen, he sold his masters and publishing rights for over 550 million. Damn, dude. And I'm not sure about those deals specifically, but I have heard that um, some artists, like I think with the Bieber deal, I think it's more of a leasing versus a outright selling your mm. your art or your product. You know what I'm saying? So mm. if it's like a five year deal or a seven year deal, they have rights to play your music wherever, and then once that contract's up they'll return you so it sort of depends to you depending on how your your contracts are as an artist you know how like if you're independent or if the label owns you you know yeah yeah man Uh, music contracts is something i would be interested in like digging more into because i know like a lot of people get taken advantage of that's not a new thing it's been happening a long time but um it's just something i really don't know that much about but i would definitely be interested in kind of figuring that out a little bit deeper 
but I do feel like we're uh, a lot more artists, sir. That's another, that's a beautiful thing about social media, Spotify, like people putting out their own music or being on like these little small record labels, which I feel like are much less likely to fuck you over, you know, um, or starting their own, a lot of people and um, bringing, bringing people up with them. You know, I think we're, we're exiting that part of music where people are getting like completely fucked by the rep and it's still happening, but I do feel like we're like overall heading away from it. Now is probably an easier time than ever to, to build your own. Um, well maybe, maybe not now. Maybe, I mean, maybe two years ago it was easier because now we've seen it with playlisting on Spotify where these big playlists are sort of just owned by the labels at this point. Yeah, that that's, yeah, that's, an, <laughs> that's another thing, but, but that's, still TikTok and mm-hmm. YouTube, you know, Instagram. SoundCloud sort of fizzled out. Yeah, I don't does anybody use that shit anymore? I'm sure people do. But it's it's not it won't ever be the same. It peaked. Plus peaked. I, I think it's easier for people to get on Spotify now, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Maybe not get on the pre made playlist and stuff, but just on Spotify seems like you know, I feel like there's like quite a bit of stuff on there now. I feel like it just shows to me, it just shows me how important it is to hold on to your, hold on to rights of your art, your products, your intellectual property, all sorts of stuff. Like seeing how Adidas was trying to sell Yeezys and stuff without his name and stuff like that. Just different things like that. If it's your product, you designed it. You should do everything in your power to not give that up. Yeah. And if you're in a position where you can use your leverage, maybe do a, a licensing deal where it's a two or three year contract and then you end up getting the rights back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's hard, you know, cause the bigger that shit gets. Plus a lot of these people are just fucking artists, you know, like they don't, they're not thinking about any of the shit mm. and then they get mixed up with a shitty agent and then it's over, you know? Um, or lawyer. Yeah. Whatever. It's like, uh, it doesn't, and I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm just saying they don't fucking care about it. So they're just like, yeah, just, just get it done. Like I'm fucking working on music. And shit. I, they just get uh, taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like a fault of the, the corporations not saying like they're just naive or dumb. They just don't, I feel like it's like preying on this idea that they don't really fucking care about what's happening as far as that goes. Um, I'll just hide something in your 275 page contract. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hiding shit in um, terms and conditions. They just did a black mirror about that shit. Mm. It wasn't that? It wasn't that good. But that was the premise. Hmm. Did you ever hear about uh, Lady Gaga's dogs being stolen a couple <laughs> years ago? No. Dogs being stolen. Her dog fucked up, man. Yeah, she was. Uh, I guess they were stolen from her dog walker. Maybe at gunpoint or something. What the fuck? She had, like French bulldogs. And- was it like for ransom? Yeah. Damn. Well, allegedly. So, dogs were stolen. She put up like a $500,000 reward mm-hmm. for her two dogs to be, to be returned unharmed. And this lady brought the dogs back, but they found out she was an accomplice. Ah, oh, dude. It's the perfect crime. Yeah. And, um, almost. <laughs> so she, she tried to file a lawsuit against Lady Gaga for not paying up. Mm. And they just threw out the case. 
So Lady Gaga doesn't have to pay. Yeah, I mean that's the trial. Yeah, yeah, the trial didn't even start, but the judge, the judge was like, "Yeah, we're not going to reward this person for her wrongdoing." Plus, it's like she just said she's going to pay. It's not like right. There's no. I don't think there's anything fucking binding about that. Yeah, but man, that is the fucking perfect crime. She got two years of probation for her wrongdoing. Damn. But I just thought that was. I remember hearing about that. That was in 2021, I think. You just two people. One person steals the dogs. Next person returns them. You split the money 50 50, 250K. Yeah. Nobody gets hurt. Man, that's fucked up, though, man. It's crazy. Huh. Now I kind of want to steal a celebrity's dog and then bring it back. <laughs> so I think your dogs took offense to that. <laughs> I think so, too. They heard you. Uh, listen to anything good lately? New and good? Or just good? Ooh. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Dominic Feig put out a new album. I checked that out. I like that for the most part. Uh, I got one song on Good Radio from that album this week. Uh, listening to some Zach Bryan, Summertime Blues. Just got that on vinyl, so. Oh, okay. Excited for that. I had... Uh, my Discover Weekly had some Nipsey Hustle on it this week, and I never really listened to him. Yeah. I know, I like, feel like growing up through high school, I may have heard him featured on like a Mac Miller song or different features, but never really listened to his music before. I think he passed away in like 2020 or 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was cool. And I guess that's pretty much it for new music for me this week. Not a whole lot. Just that new Dominic Fike album. What about you? Um, I found this band Automatic that I fucking love so much. I honestly like had a pretty good streak of finding some cool music, um, which was nice because I felt like I was in a little bit of a slump as far as finding. Like it seemed like it was like good music, and then I would have to weed through like some stuff I didn't care for too much. Um, but yeah, that Automatic that shit for whatever reason just like clicked in my brain like that this was what I wanted to hear at this moment. It's like some kind of a cross between like punk and like techno music. Mm. But uh, I put two songs from them on the playlist this week. Um, And then that, I mean, I kind of dig the new like ambient uh, Courtney Barnett. Um, But the last one is that I sent you this song uh, and put it on the playlist that Young Morpheus yeah dude i fucking so the song that i sent you and that's on the list on the playlist has mary Lattimore in it who's the harp player that i or the harpist i always fucking listen to so i just was like getting some work done or something and i clicked just like shuffle artist for mary Lattimore, which plays all her features Mm -hmm. as well so i'm just like vibing to some fucking like really ambient harp playing and then i hear that song start I was like, damn, this shit is kind of like, this feels a little like more funky, you know? And then I clicked on it and saw that it was her featured. And then like, I was like, this is like some really weird shit. And then it hit me and I was like, oh fuck, this is about to be a fucking rap song. You know, like it hit me like right before he, he brought, he came in and I love it. I, and I listened to the whole album. <laughs> like I fucking love that guy. Um, so yeah, shout out young Morpheus. That's that was my underground hip hop find of the of the week. I was listening to that uh before you got here and he had one line in the song where he was said something about this isn't for 
beginners, this is a master class or something. I thought that was a funny line. I hadn't heard somebody use master class in a bar before. Yeah, yeah, he has some pretty, I mean, the, the album has some pretty uh, clever stuff on it. I, it's not like a classic, every song is a banger, but um, yeah, it's cool. And there's like two or three songs that I really thought, I was like really digging off of the album. But yeah, man, just hearing that like, in the midst of just like, you know, already listening to like ambient fucking harp music for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, it just hit and it was perfect. Um, and I love her harp in there. Like that makes the fucking, I love, I love how it fits into the beat. So yeah, I, this has been a cool music week for me for sure. Good Friday's episode 39. 39. What a time, dude. It's almost 40, which is crazy. What? Are we doing 40s next episode? Oh, fuck, we should. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Do one. A 40 is, bro. <laughs> I drank a 40 last week. You did? Yeah. Damn, dude, I haven't, drank, <laughs> I haven't drank 40 since your fucking dad bought me one in college <laughs> and I fucking drank it. A Miller High Life. Yeah, dude. Or maybe it was two weeks ago. I When I had to go down to Richmond for work. Or was that last? I think that was last week. That was last week, yeah. Um, I got down there like nine o'clock. You got a forty on the gas station. I grabbed two gallons of water just to have, but I didn't want to grab multiple beers, so I grabbed a uh, forty ounce of Corona. There, you, oh, the big ass Coronas, yeah. dude. Fuck yeah, was a vibe. Need like a fucking half a lime for that shit. I didn't realize. I in my head, I thought it was like two and a half beers, but I'm like forty ounces is like over three beers. 12, 24, 36. Mm, yep. So, yeah, it got me. I was got I was you like, fucked up. I was like, why is there so much beer in here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we should do 40s next week. That is a phenomenal idea. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Committed. Probably. But, Thanks, uh, everybody, for listening. Check out Good Radio. Like us wherever you're listening to us. Yeah. Apple promo still stands. Send in, send in an apple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'll send an apple out. Maybe two. I might up the ante till somebody fucking does this. Uh, yeah. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>